Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Web3 podcast. Sorry for the brief hiatus there, but we are back and have a great slate of episodes planned, starting with today. A couple of announcements, though, before you get into today's episode. First, in April, I'm going to be at two events, NYC NFT as a speaker and also Consensus in Austin, Texas. At Consensus, I will be there with BAP, the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation, a sponsor of this pod, and we'll be hosting a number of events and scholarships for students. So if you haven't checked us out yet, please give us a look if you are interested in attending. Besides that, we are still uh, chugging along here at uni. That is the name of my company now, and we are starting to do founder showcases and launch some really great product here in April. So check us out if you haven't yet. Again, thank you for listening as always, and I hope you enjoy today's show. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Bath. BAF stands for the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation, and they are a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to accelerating the development and adoption of Web3. BAF hosts networking and educational meetups and supports blockchain clubs at universities worldwide. BAF's sponsors and supporters include NIR and the Algorand Foundation, who help BAF launch more educational activities. To learn more, follow the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation on Twitter. Are you sick of expensive classes that don't help you in today's competitive work environment? Educoin was too. So we built a decentralized learning management system that allows any teacher to host an open access industry-sponsored class. If you're a teacher and want to learn more about how you can build the class of the future or a student looking to grow your career, visit educoin.store to see how they are helping students, teachers, and employers connect to make a more healthy secondary education ecosystem. Again, hope you enjoyed the show, and let's jump into it. Yeah, cool. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Web3 podcast. Uh, today, we have Yuri and Slava from Crypto Principle. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Hi, everybody. So for those that don't know Crypto Principle or who you two are, can you do a quick little intro about your company and what you're building? Uh, we build in uh, Crypto Principle. Crypto Principle is an educational game uh, for onboarding uh, people, users to a f- Web3 uh, space. Uh, the main goal is the, uh, to, to interact with uh, new wallets, uh, to teach people uh, how, they, how to use, uh, how to do tr- uh, transaction and what is the blockchain in general. And it's like an economic simulation of uh, crypto economics, which help people uh, to, to understand uh, the most uh, like main idea of blockchain. It's a decentralization and it's like uh, usage without uh, some central banks or some central uh, central guys who make some profit from it. So, yeah, so, and we want uh, basically to, to leverage uh, gamification and uh, the game nature of uh, every learning and give people a chance basically to, to, to simulate or to, you know, easily 
go through the experience. So then this experience can be translated to real world and real world usage of, of technologies, of crypto technologies. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about uh, your backgrounds. Did you, is this your first game you've built? Have you worked in education software before? What kind of inspired you to build on this project? Yeah, it's really a great question because uh, maybe you know that there is a um, American investor, Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, he built the game uh, Cashflow. Uh, it's a game about uh, investment education for, for the people. Uh, and I'm like a professional trainer in this game for over the, the four years. I teach people how to invest in the uh, in the, such spheres like uh, shares, like uh, uh, and uh, and other spheres. And uh, I I see in this game that there there are a lot of people who understand that investment is a, a very great idea to make money, but they didn't do it. And I think about it: why they didn't do it? Why they don't do it in in their lives? And the main uh, problem is the fear of the new uh, processes. And the game, for example, like Cashflow, it uh, really helped to people uh, to uh, like solve this problem. Uh, and in this game, to start uh, investment, and after this game, they start, uh, started investing in their lives. And we take this model uh, to our game crypto principle, that the people, uh, there are a lot of people who uh, have uh, information about blockchain, about cryptocurrencies, but they don't use it in their uh, real life. Now, for example, uh, in our country, there are maybe 10% of our people use it. It's, it's a really small, uh, small amount of people. And uh, we decided to uh, solve this, this situation, uh, give them like really gamification education where they can uh, try to do it, uh, get their first money in this sphere, understand how to work, what is blockchain, what is the cryptocurrencies, what is the, uh, what is the wallets, uh, and how they um, can make money on it. This is the main goal, and this is uh, like our idea. Yeah, so a bit more on the on background. So I'm an IT guy, right? I work as a technical director in a digital agency, and I know Vura for like 10 years maybe or something like this from uh, business community events, uh, from business community and from... Uh, uh, some uh, psychology sessions that are focused on uh, self-improvement and uh, basically how you apply uh, what you learn about yourself to, yourself to your business and your company. And basically, of course, I played with Yura in uh, Cashflow and eventually, basically, when he came to me and said that, hey, so what do you think about uh, you know sharing our experience making it making it available for uh, more people so that's how i got involved because i'm uh, yeah i'm an it guy but i haven't developed a game except uh, perhaps some pet projects 
but I'm I'm almost in, interested in basically building systems and every game is a, is a system so there's design to it there's a strategy to it and there's quite a lot of you know different building blocks that compose into one, one big uh, one big thing yeah so and oh sorry the, to cut you off I did yeah. have a quick question about that though Go on. so you know, I think one thing that Yuri had mentioned and you're kind of going into now uh, is a little bit about making an engaging game, right? 10% of people invest in cryptocurrencies or probably even understand them uh, to some level. It might even be a smaller number. How do you actually get people interested, right? Because when I'm looking at games on the Steam store, I might look at a shooting game or a strategy game. And it's because I want to, like, you know, escape. I want to have fun. Uh, learning games uh, can be a little bit less, uh, in, you know, intuitive about why I want to play it with my free time. How are you making it interesting for those 90% of people that don't know what crypto is or might be a little turned off from it to feel welcome to play your game or interested in playing your game? Well, you you need you know you need to live for something. So basically, chance of learning something and then earning from it. Uh, that's one of the motiv- motivation, basically, that we, you know, that we try to achieve. But the other way is exactly as as you said. So basically, game is uh, entertainment. It's a way that you can spend your life, right? So we're kind of trying to give these options that um, not only can be fun, but also can be beneficial for you. So kind of, or you uh, you're asking about more specific. Uh, like mechanisms, how we're, how we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, so learn to earn's nice, but, you know, a lot of times learn to earn's very small, right? You get like a penny or, a one, you know, 0.01 USD, for example, for, you know, 20 minutes of work. And it's like, okay, this is nice, but, uh, you know, it's not really that much or it's, it's it, there's some to be some inflation, right? With Axie Infinity, people were playing all this time and then, it, you know, over time it doesn't, uh, math doesn't really work out well. Uh, so I would like to understand, you know, just at a core level, how is the game fun? Or like, how do you think about making a game that's fun or interesting uh, for students that are taking a class or just people that want to learn how to invest uh, beyond, you know, some small earning element to it? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, the, the main idea, it's the, the, like the, the game, it's, uh, it's your life. Yeah. And if you uh, can uh, achieve some goals in the game, you can achieve them in the in your life. It's a, it's more like a motivation for you. For example, if you like a student and you want to buy a new car, yeah, you have th- these goals in your life. And for example, in this game, you can uh, choose why you play in this game. You want just play, or you when you want to achieve your goal in this game. And then understand how to do this in your life. It's more, you know, like we can talk about enge- the engagement process. So it's purely based on the, you know, all the simulations are based on curiosity. So kind of try and see, uh, you know, what what will come out out of it. And in game, basically, we use, uh, you know, there's. It's, there is like uh, three or four main uh, motivators that motivates people to do to do some things that, uh, from from game theory. So one of the things are like collecting things. The other things are achieving something, and uh, the third uh, thing is basically 
you can call this like PVP or comp competitiveness or comparison against to other uh, to other people. So the, the, those are two areas, you know, basically that behind all the uh, reasons why people play in games. So you kind of you you know with game we try to uh, we try to cover some of our like more essential needs like getting more social contacts you know feeling part of the community or earning something or achieving something. So yeah, so we basically we integrate we we taking those me mechanisms and integrate them into into the system. So basically, there are core loops. There is meta games that is more like long term progress. You know that still keeps uh, players attracted uh, and uh, things like this. But I guess all everything starts with uh, curiosity, like try and find out what you'll get out of it. So it's not it's not the simple you know like do some some meaningless thing and get point zero uh, USDT. Yeah, I mean I think gaming's hard, and and a lot of people in the Web three space you know want to do gaming because uh, obviously digital assets that live on a blockchain are powerful in a game and in a game universe where there's you're playing many games. And it's hard, though, to make something fun. At the end of the day, it's creative, right? It's like making a movie uh, or a book. You know, there's no recipe to make it good. You just have to try and fail and know your audience, like you were saying, uh, and try and, and do those things that they value. So another question I had is you're building in the Ukraine, which our audience may or may not know. Uh, has interest peaked in cryptocurrency in the Ukraine since you know projects like the donation that was made, uh, I think by the Ethereum Foundation gave out uh, quite a bit of money, uh, as well as others, um, do you see more interest in cryptocurrencies as there's lacking government stability, or as you know this unrest has has risen, or w what have you seen? Well, I have my experience, but I guess Yura can can tell a bit more about that. Uh, you know, uh, really, I uh, don't understand the the question. Uh, can, uh, can you maybe repeat it, please? Sure. So uh, do you think cryptocurrency interest has risen due to like uh, uncertainty and also donations that have been made in cryptocurrency? Or do you think it's it's been pretty much the same uh, post and pre uh, the beginning of this conflict, I, I guess? Yeah, uh, there is no, uh, there is no uh, like... Uh, connection with the the conflict uh, in Ukraine, uh, some big uh, donation which uh, gave, for example, Ethereum Foundation. It's it was like a, a not uh, not so big part of the donation of all over the world. And before and before the conflict, maybe there uh, Ukraine in Europe uh, was in a, a second place of the uh, like. Involving in blockchain technology, uh, that's why I think that the uh, conflict helps uh, to understand the values values of blockchain technology because uh, we have some uh, like uh, cases when uh, when some donations come uh, after uh, one day of the starting of conflict, yeah. And we start to buy some things about this uh, with this money, uh, and it's it was like uh, the most surprising thing and the most uh, 
surprising uh, information of maybe for all world. Uh, maybe you see the uh, film which done by Coinbase, yeah, uh, which show the uh, the power of blockchain technology and how this power maybe uh, saves saves lives. Yeah, uh, but uh, before conflict, we have like uh, so many conferences uh, and uh, so many uh, activities and so many uh, teams who work on the project. Not so big uh, amount, maybe like in the USA, but it's also uh, very, very, very huge. Yeah, I think there's a couple of factors. So before, since we, like in Ukraine, we have quite a lot of software developers, right, that uh, doing outsourcing for full form. So we actually, I think starting from 2016 or 2017, I see quite an increase in... Um, like blockchain uh, projects and blockchain programmers so quite quite a bit of people converted to it so that was before and i think uh, uh, well help is not the right word but i think uh, war uh, urged and forced people to learn into new ways into you know more maybe optimal ways or different ways of uh, of doing business so that's so that's that's what i think because for instance uh, reality is that for instance we have like a fixed uh, currency exchange rate between hrivna and usd right that was fixed like uh, on or like first of uh, march uh, 2022 or something like this you know like shortly after the war just to not to prevent collapse of the economy right uh and the, so basically any currencies that you're getting that i'm getting for for instance from my contract outside of ukraine right from europe from the us i uh, basically so any uh, currency i have to uh, sell exchange for hrivna by this uh, flat uh, but by this rate fixed rate right and basically selling it as p2p for instance on uh, some uh, uh, crypto exchange i can get like 10 or 15 percent more grievance out of it so this i think this kind of forced uh, yeah forced is the right term uh not maybe not maybe better than helped so this forced people to actually to get to look in at least into the ways that okay how how you can do stuff with crypto yeah, yeah, because yes, first uh, maybe first uh, several uh, weeks after conflict starts, it was it was like a, a mass mass of information. What will be with banks, and also many people uh, try to exchange their USD or grivnas to USDT, and it was really like. Uh, uh like party everybody tried to buy usdt <laughs> because it's like was uh, like safe of your money you do um, because uh, maybe half um, some some maybe uh, part of our economic is there they are in not like in usa in like white sphere it's like in, in uh maybe a little bit in gray sphere yes 
and there are there was a lot of uh, uh, of cash of cash and everybody try uh, uh, try like exchange this cash to USDT or to Bitcoin or to Ethereum and it was a really great experience also I remember how it was like uh, first first days I have some uh, cash in dollars and I think oh you know I now I go to uh, another part of the country and what I need to do with this cash something can happen with it and I uh, exchange it to a USDT and it was like a really good progress for me. And I think that a lot of, uh, a lot of people in Ukraine do uh, such ways. And I, and I speak with uh, my friend, he say, you know, I even don't understand what is blockchain, what is cryptocurrency, it's all. But I know how to use USDT. <laughs> wow, that's, that's awesome. And, and do you think, uh, you know, the, this the recent bank runs we've been seeing or bank failures rather uh do you think that will further I, I only ask you this because obviously you're a teaching organization and i'm sure people come to you uh interested now that the price of bitcoin it's like twenty eight thousand. Uh, it's march 22nd and it's on a bit of a climb uh do you think that this uh in also increases interest in the space and, and kind of will be a nice uh co co coincidence i i guess yeah, yeah, I think that uh, uh, the cryptocurrency, some of cryptocurrencies, is like for saving money now, because uh, dollars is uh, like uh, printed by the government uh, in a big, very big amount, and inflation increase in uh, next uh, next year. I think it's was cruel, cruel increasing. It's maybe the biggest increasing of inflation in all over the world, except maybe China and uh, fucking Federation. But uh, uh, but in the all in all uh, world, we now uh, see that the government government what they do. They don't think about the uh, about the people. They think only about how to save their economy, how to save this like big, big bubble. <laughs> and uh, in that way, uh, I think that uh, the cryptocurrency is like uh, escaping, escaping, uh, escaping active for this. Yeah, so I think, Jake, is there a couple of things, you know, that you need to understand, to realize, uh, to, you know, to understand better, basically, why is, uh, why is, why it is this way in, in, uh, in Ukraine or post, post-Soviet countries, right? Because we have basically, beside like, uh, world economy crises, we have quite a lot of crises on its own, like, building a new country from the scratch, like dissolvement of USSR, right? Where quite a lot of people like uh, our, uh, okay, not parents maybe, but definitely grandparents lost quite a lot of their like savings and assets, right? So this, uh, so this is kind of in blood. When something happens, you tend to check, okay, what, what's up? What, what are the new uh, tools? How, how to best... Uh, how best to preserve your uh, savings, your actives right now? 
So basically, and because, you know, like it's, it might sound weird for uh, American, right? But basically for us, it's like one thing is um, uh, national currency because, yeah, obviously you do like almost everything in, uh, in Rivnas. But for instance, more of, of the time when you sell car, for instance, or buy it, you do it with dollars or equivalent in Rivnas at the day of sale, you know? So basically, it's we still keep con- converting our currency for dollars because it's uh, just this, uh, you know, understanding that dollar right now is more stable, that it's safer to keep uh, your uh, savings in, in dollars. And right now, with uh, burst, or with actually not burst, but uh, expansion of crypto, uh, dollars gets... Uh, changed for usdt for instance i mean i know for sure that for instance my my friends uh not every one of them far not everyone of them invest uh, in uh, tokens right but they at least keep certain amount of their money in usdt because essentially usdt is more or less like virtual equivalent of dollars yeah so so let's talk a little bit about usdt so usdt uh, for some of our users, is a stable coin, yeah, yeah. And the idea is that it's is it's not it is pegged to the U.S. dollar in some ways, but not completely. So, you know, because owning it in some ways is kind of like, well, why not just own a, an account with U.S. dollars in it? Explain a little bit about why USDT has value over a U.S. dollar, um, or how they might be different, and how it is or is not an investment in your eyes it's very simple you know because it's really hard to take a couple of cases of cash with you but it's very easy to take your phone with your uh, electronic wallet even to the company you know but but you know there's what if the us dollar starts to inflate would the usdt also inflate or is there a countermeasure to that that's one thing i think when I hear stable coin, it's like, what is it stable against? What is it stabler than might be a question. Um, do you have uh, maybe some details on this for our audience? I think that it's like uh, the uh, USDT is uh, not for saving your money and for, for saving your uh, savings from inflation. Yes. It's like uh, for saving from the uh, government or from the stealing maybe. And, uh, and it's also also in our in our in our way, because when you have a cash or when you have a USD dollar in uh, banks, they can collapse. But USDT uh, it can collapse too. Like it, we see it like several weeks ago, how USDC was like collapsed and go under the uh, one dollar. Uh, but it's uh, um, for us in our like uh, economic situation, uh, which uh, really not stable from maybe five years, five years or ten years, it's not stable. It's like a, a really, really great, a really great uh, active or for for saving. For saving your uh, savings from the uh, from from other things, uh, 
simply by you know f- uh, by actually for saving them from simply burning out because of fire that you might get with rockets you know and missile strikes <laughs> so kind of you co- you compare you know two like two risks two possibilities and you find that some possibility of slight devaluation of usdt is kind of far more acceptable than than the the other option how has liquidity been in, in Eastern Europe? Are you actually able to, to make online purchases or, or kind of trade USDT, uh, you know, if you, if you needed to? You know, obviously, a, a, a suitcase of cash, you could still take to a lot of places and, and trade it. Is, is there good liquidity, I guess? Or do you, I guess you use decentralized swaps for that mostly? Uh, yes, we have liquidity. We uh, we have like uh, uh, as I told before, it's like we have like white economy and we have some like a little bit gray economy. Yes, and you, um, I think that everybody can change uh, amount for one million. It's not problem. Uh, it's not problem to change from the cash to uh, to USDT. It cost maybe some uh, some two one or two percent of the of the all amount, and you change it. Uh, but also you can change your real uh, your real dollar in the, in the bank account uh, to USDT uh, by the uh, you can like uh, top up your exchange account. With Grivnas or uh, or with uh, dollars, and you can exchange it to USDT. It's always possible. Uh, so here's uh, two two answers for that. So I'm uh, part of uh, like volunteer organizations that we support uh, our warriors and help actually people who hurt from from the war and such. Right. So we're basically doing around eighty thousand uh, dollars uh, turnover per per month. So the, those are like do, donates, part of uh, part of our money we we donate ourselves, our friends, other people. Yeah, and basically we quite often buy stuff from Amazon or from Eastern Europe. Uh, Eastern Europe or UK or all around the Europe, we usually buy uh, cars, used cars to use for for our troops. That's one of the things, and you have to pay for them in uh, essentially in in euros or dollars. Uh, with crypto, it's we occasionally have some uh, donates in crypto. But it's more, uh, it's maybe more on uh, like uh, government scale. There's United 24 project that gets a bit more donation in crypto. So we ourselves uh, had like just a couple of uh, donations for like a couple of thousands of dollars. We're getting more, uh, for instance, from like Canadians or uh, or other countries in uh, through PayPal or, or Pioneer or somewhere. So basically, so with crypto, we still have to, in order to buy something in, uh, in Eastern Europe, we have to convert USDT to uh, to cash, essentially, and then go buy it. So we can buy online, but still you have to, you know, you have to do con- conversion first. 
All right. Some rapid fire questions kind of just wrapping up today. First, you know, what what is your view on the year? I guess what what are you trying to accomplish as a company right now? What's most important to you? Is it, you know, onboarding Ukrainians to your product? Is it partnering with other orgs to kind of work as a trainer for them? Uh, what does success look like for you right now? Um, I think that the the most important for us is like uh, develop develop our product the first the first goal which we have because we now we have MVP and we now uh, maybe last uh, several months we working on improving on improving the idea on improving the game design uh, and uh, we look. Uh, from the business side, the business model, uh, how to be uh, like uh, which problem for other parts of uh, Web three uh, sphere we can solve with uh, with our product, and uh, the main goal which we understand that we can solve uh, two problems for the. Uh, two parts of the blockchain uh, sphere. First problem is like onboarding new users to blockchain technology and the second uh, to blockchains, to new blockchains. For example, now we're working on the, uh, on the part of, or with uh, integrate our game with blockchain SUI. You know this more blockchain now, yeah? Yeah, I know. SUI it's, blockchain, yep. yeah? It's, it's, is it by the Facebook or the meta guys yeah, yeah. Uh, are involved? Yeah, yeah, they they took the some uh, they took some like code from them. It's like a movie language from uh, Metaverse. Yeah, and we now uh, the, uh, working on uh, integrating in our game and uh, onboard new users to this blockchain and uh, make the uh, like uh, sell of first uh, five thousand uh, of NFTs like NFTs, avatars to our game, yeah? It's the first, it's the first goal. And the second goal, we, we uh, after we finish developing, we want to uh, find the like um, main uh, crypto exchange which will be our partner. Because we understand that the uh, crypto exchanges have uh, such problem as they have many accounts which uh, didn't active and we understand uh, how to uh, reactive this account how to motivate people uh, start trading how to motivate people start uh, to uh, to look through uh, through all cryptocurrencies and uh, look how to find a new project uh, for investing. So essentially, uh, if I was a user on Binance, I could uh, play your game. If like maybe I just made my account and uh, practice a little bit, learn a little bit, and then, you know, start making more investment in Binance because now I was as educated. That's smart. Um, a couple other questions I, I had is how many games uh, do you have? How many hours of gameplay do you have right now? And what's your ideal amount, I guess? Not much. Okay. And uh, it looks kind of like a casino one on your site. Is it does does it kind of use like a casino game method, or is that just a style? Uh, no, you have you have to understand that was MVP that we pushed really in couple of weeks. 
So there weren't much of uh, brand development and, and such. So basically you had to had to, you know, to do to, to have something so you can go to people and start talking about idea. Gotcha. And um, if you were, you know, if you were to ask, you know, most of our listeners are students and, and they wanted to maybe build a game or add a game to your your system. Uh, is this something you're looking for right now? Are you looking for more game developers? Are you looking for more investors, I guess, kind of what, if you were to kind of look out to our community, what would you be asking for right now? Uh, maybe the first of all, be looking for the gamers who, yeah, gamers who interested in this sphere, who uh, can uh, give us uh, their, uh, like, great feedback to understand if they like and what they like in our game or they don't like in our game to improve it. It's maybe it's the main goal. Uh, the second is uh, if you like, connect with us to our Twitter Crypto Principle and look through the, uh, our NFT selling and maybe after three or four weeks, we uh, sell like first rare NFTs from our game. And uh, these NFTs, it will be like uh, like avatar to you and uh, which help you to open some uh, secret parts of the game or it will be like the um, good uh, good achievement in the multiplayer game between other players. So yeah, so basically, you know, right now we're basically we're working on uh, ironing out uh, our business model to understand basically, okay, how we're going, uh, how the company going to earn from it, uh, what we need from investors, and this all basically makes. Uh, needs needs one thing is to understand our customers better so that's our main priority right now and yeah as you are said so basically we the device this idea so basically like character and character level leveling you think that existed in games a long long time ago right so kind of is nft you can you can do your character as an nft but we basically, there's a couple of things that we're really careful with. So we certainly don't want don't want it to look like uh, yet another scam. That unfortunately happens quite a lot of time uh, in uh, crypto games. And second, basically, so we also right now like uh, sorting out okay, how exactly those NFT will uh, provide value. Because we certainly see that, you know, if you're... Um, uh, if you if you know if you play it uh, with uh, card game uh, card games like Witcher card card game or Hearthstone, right? So each each uh, card has uh, some certain like values, some certain uh, uh, features and perks that you can use, right? So that's the idea. So that each each NFT character would give you some uh, performance boost decent balance and uh, some of the items will give you unique options that are tied to game uh, to game mechanics yeah no i mean i think that if you look at a game like hearthstone there could be an interesting web 3 play in it 
I'm not exactly sure. I know that there are, you know, games that have tried to copy Magic and do uh, these types of things. But it, again, uh, the Web3 is a nice to have at the end of the day. The good game has to come first and uh, the users have to come first. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's what I very, very rarely see in crypto games. So they kind of, you know, they kind of try to duplicate something that exists, but uh, it's turning out not really nice, unfortunately. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your time today. You're our first Ukrainian guest. This is, I think, our 19th episode. So happy we finally got to talk to people uh, that we're building in that space. I know there's a lot of Ukrainian developers, especially in certain protocols building. Uh, any closing words you guys have on things you want to promote, ways people can reach you, or thoughts you'd just like to share with our audience? Yeah, join us on Twitter and help Ukraine. That's very important. At, at Crypto Principle, is that the Twitter? Yeah, yep, yeah. Crypto Principle is our, is our Twitter. Join our, our Twitter and uh, in, uh, if you don't have, uh, you don't help Ukraine, just support us. It's really important. In, in... <laughs> yeah, we'll sort it out by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's really important, you know, uh, now to feel it. In, uh, I have like several uh, uh, several meetings with American guys, and I feel like they support us. And in this uh, situation, you know, it's re it's really really important for us. Just just support. Just support. Just uh, say that, uh, guys. It will be everything. Will be okay. Everything will be okay. Uh, and believe in it, like we believe in this, because we think that uh, the thoughts are real in the future. That's why your thoughts now are really helpful for us. So uh, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, again, really appreciate it. You're always welcome on the show. Uh, we support Ukraine here at Bath and. Uh, yeah, we'll give you a shout on Twitter and we'll be posting this episode soon. So have a great one and talk to you later. Thank you, bye. Yep. Thanks, Jake. Thanks again for the guys at Crypto Principle for coming on today's show. As a reminder, we are going to be at New York NFT coming up in the third week in April. And then in the last week of April, we are going to be at Consensus. Uh, for those going to Consensus, please check out the Blockchain Acceleration Foundation, Telegram, Discord, Twitter. We have a number of events going on, not just the uni uh, production, but others. We have a research panel, we have events, we have parties. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're going down to Austin, you want to learn something, you want to build something, you want to have a drink of something, come check us out. Uh, we appreciate our community and would love to meet you there. So from the Web3 podcast, look forward to putting more of these out. Send any comments, like the show, and talk to you later. And special thanks, as always, to Al Odiba for giving us the music to today's show.